Welcome to another episode of Rich in Relationship. And today we're going to be talking about steps you can take to keep your divorce less costly. If you're thinking about getting divorced or you're in the divorce process, these are steps that will help you to keep it from becoming really exorbitant. Not that divorce is ever really cheap, but it can be less stressful and less expensive. And we're going to explore this with Marty Winder Adams, who's a divorce coach. How are you, Marty? I'm great, Rich. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm awesome. And such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. You It's wonderful to be here. Yeah, I, I love doing this. This is how I get to meet people in the pandemic. And sometimes I get to reconnect with old friends. It's actually super cool. Everyone should have a podcast is what I'm saying. During the pandemic, Thank that you. is my prescription. Get a podcast. You will meet new people and it'll be fun. They so, are great. Great way to connect. Let me ask you the question I ask everybody. How did your heart lead you to the work that you're doing? How does your passion engage in what you do? Well, I went through my own divorce. Uh, now that's, it's been a while, so I'm not, uh, it's not anything recent, but I went through my divorce and I was really confused. I was overwhelmed. I was trying to juggle a career, going through a divorce. I did not have children, so that made it a little easier. Uh, and that, I, through that, I really got motivated to learn how to help people in conflict. So I became a mediator. I did family and divorce mediation in Canada and the United States for many years. And what I started to discover, Rich, was it's the consistency of people being overwhelmed in mediation, having to make lifelong decisions with co-parenting, with finances, with everything. And they had no prep for going into that. And they were just, it was just like, bam, 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 make all these life decisions in four hours. Uh, and so I found that there was this overwhelming sense of stress, distress, <laughs> discomfort. And so I got really passionate about it, was already doing executive coaching and thought, you know what, I'm going to transition into really supporting people preparing and going through divorce, walking through with them hand in hand, basically. And so I just found that, that that's where my passion lies in helping people um, go through divorce, navigate it and come out the other side and think, I did the best job I could and I feel good about the decisions I made. I forgot that you're a mediator. Yeah, I'm also a trained mediator. It's that's juicy. Mediation is juicy. It is. It is. And it's powerful. But when people aren't prepared, um, right. you know, they just walk in cold off the street like nobody's told them what's going to happen and all the decisions. And I'm sure you've seen it in your practice that people get this deer in the headlights look and the attorneys just make decisions if there's attorneys there. And then the people kind of go along with it and then they walk out and go, why did I agree to that? I mean, that's not even something I can do in my life. So I, I think uh, even if you're just going through litigation or even collaborative divorce, being prepared, having an idea of where you're going, what the obstacles are going to be is really or obstacles. Let's call them challenges because you're going to get through them. Uh, that is really key because you can pace yourself, you can prepare yourself. And yeah, it's that getting blindsided by the process that brings up unnecessary or unneeded suffering, right? There's, there's a saying, pain is necessary, suffering is optional. And it, suffering often occurs when people start feeling defensive, angry, they get sucked up, uh, maybe they're feeling very blaming and they might authentically be victims. But when you get sucked up in those feelings, that's what makes the divorce process long and expensive. So 
tell us, not just me, but us, all the listeners, you've got a program that helps with this. How does it, where's, what's the starting point? I think the starting point for me with every client that I work with is, first of all, self-care. And I know that's a way overused term these days. This is not bubble baths, a glass of wine, and a box of chocolate. Well, it could not, be. That, well, it could be, but that's not what I focus but that's on. More, that's more like gravy. That's the gravy. Yeah. <laughs> I really focus in with, um, you know, getting people in a good, in a good emotional, um, mental state to be able to make decisions. So um, what do you do? How do you relax? How do you work-life balance again that's especially these days when we're all working online and from home there's it's hard to have that distinction and separation so how do you manage that how do you get into that state where you can effectively make decisions so that's one of the big ones um i think human beings are notoriously less skilled (laughs) at, at making those distinctions and maintaining those balances um, wh- and why is self-care so important? I think especially for, for people who are, I'm going to say high achievers, whatever that means to you, people that feel very passionate about what they do, people that are, um, you know, um, care about their career or about their ability to be a good mom or dad, what, whatever that high achiever label you put on yourself or wherever your focus is, a lot of times people just put their heads down and plow through situations. And I think that that leads to poor decision making. And then what that what that leads to is going in and talking to your attorney one day and saying, yes, I agree with this, going home and thinking about and saying, wait a sec, I don't agree, calling your attorney. And every time I love attorneys, but every time you talk to them, you're getting billed. (laughs) So it, it adds up quickly. You know, you're talking about those six or 12 minute blocks or text messages or emails. You're looking at potentially hundreds of dollars a month in additional bills, if not thousands in legal fees. So um, that self-care portion sets you up to be able to, like you say, overcome those challenges and walk through them and and come out the other end feeling really good. Excuse me. No, no problem. So uh, here at Richard Relationship, we have a program that's geared to most, well, to, to families to help families transform uh, what their lives. And it's called the master plan program. And the, the first the, the six areas that people create goals for themselves for are in that self-care range. So that's gonna be like body, um, that's gonna be intellect, that's gonna be spirit. It's, you know, it, it's gonna be sort of the basic things that you need to do to keep the instrument tuned up. Is that the kind of thing that we're talking about here? Yes, very similar to that. Yes. And on a very personal level, because what works for me may not work for you or anybody else that's listening. So um, having it really personalized, can it just it lights the fire in people to say, I've got this. Um, I, I, I can manage this. I can handle these obstacles as they come up. Well, what we like to tell people is if they haven't charged their own battery 100%, they can't show up in the rest of their life 100%, not for their kids, which is often a primary, and certainly not in the divorce process, which is a huge emotional drain. Mm-hmm. All right, yes. so first you charge your battery, then what? Uh, excuse me, first you take care of yourself, charge your battery, then what? Charge your battery, I, I like that. That's a great, that's a great analogy. Um, the, the next thing is, if you, haven't, if, the, if you haven't already selected an attorney, 
how do you select an attorney that's going to be a good match for what you want to accomplish in your divorce? So I, I know that you mentioned collaborative law. I mean, those attorneys have a very different perspective of how to approach the divorce than an attorney that's more aggressive or um, likely to want to uh, go to court to get the divorce resolved. And then there's also attorneys that really don't want to go to court at all. They want to do everything in the family mediation. So understanding how you want to do that. Uh, if you're, if you're going to do some of the divorce work yourself, a lot of the clients I work with use what are called unbundled legal services. So they may do a lot of the work themselves and then just have an attorney there to approve drafts, to yeah. um, you know, make sure everything's up. And that can be a great way um, to reduce the cost of the divorce. There's, I don't recommend it. out there like, like Split Smart that can help you with that also. This is software for people who are getting along enough that they can work together on it. And that's what, where the first part really comes in. You know, when you're dealing with your feelings, taking care of your body, taking care of all of that, you, when you move into how am I going to select an attorney, you, th then it becomes more possible to not select a bulldog. You know, and a bulldog attorney is going to fight for your rights and they're going to go after everything that's yours and maybe more, but it's going to cost a lot more. And th their success is still limited within the boundaries of the law. So no matter what they promise you, that the law, there's just there, you can only get so much in any in any state. You can only get so much. Whereas if you take and the problem with that approach, of course, is what, Marty? It creates conflict. It creates problems going forward. And if you've got kids, you're going to have to have a relationship with that person. Divorce is not the end. It's right. not some magic. You have like, a relationship with them forever or until yeah. your kids are dead or one of you is dead. Yeah. And that's the sad thing. Like I'm talking to people that can't stand being in the same room and they've got a two-year-old and I'm like, what are you going to do with your child's graduation? What are you going to do with their wedding? Like how, how, what position are you putting your child in if you can't get it together as people, <laughs> you know, that are going to be um, in this role? So yeah, if this part is so critical. I don't think people understand that even the choice of an attorney is going to have an impact on how they have a relationship in the future. Um, yep. And it scares me when I talk to people say, how did you choose your attorney? Oh, I looked on the first person on Google. Or I pick the person that, you know, I know that several of my friends have used. That might be the attorney you want. But if you haven't researched it and you haven't matched the attorney with your personality and what your expectations are for the divorce, you're just rolling the dice. It's whether, whether things go well or don't go well. Got it. Got it. Uh, any quick tips on how to do that research? I always recommend get online because I do think that's a great place. Um, review the websites, see if you can find, if you know anybody in your circle that's used an attorney that they recommend and ask them a couple of questions. Number one, why did you like working with this attorney? What were the benefits of working with this attorney? And what was a problem you experienced with that attorney? And see what their answers are. And if that, if, if there's an alignment, then take the next step, go for the free consultation but at least try interviewing two or three attorneys before you choose one to work with. That's yeah. my recommendation. I, I'd add, uh, you can tell a lot by the website. I mean, they're, the attorneys who are quote unquote bulldogs, they will definitely say that they are that. Like they will be really easy to recognize. Um, the attorneys who are more process oriented, we're going to call it, they will talk about the family more 
um, and the, the value of putting the children first. So you just looking at the website, you'll get an idea. And then as you talk to the attorneys, you can find out whether it's just something they're putting on their website or whether it's for real. You know, that, and that's kind of your job. And not your job, Marty, your job, you people out there who are looking for attorneys. And I was going to say the other thing that I find really beneficial is if you are on LinkedIn, um, go and take a look at some of their posts. Uh, it's pretty easy to just follow somebody and see what see what they're posting. Uh, you know, it, that can be um, instrumental, not necessarily what articles or what they're sharing, but what comments are they posting? What's the tone of them? Are they still maintaining that I'm supportive for the family or is there a mixed message coming out there? And just remember that most attorneys are going to charge you for the first meeting. So the more you can find out about them before you go into that first meeting, the more filters you can put in place before you have the first meeting, the less you're going to spend on first meetings. All right. Yes. So what's next, Marty? Um, after that, my next thing is to get clear on, and I'm going to use a couple of mediator terms in here, but your BATNA and WATNA. In other words, your best alternative to a negotiated settlement and your worst. So what's your high and what's your low if you were to go to court and make sure that you understand where your negotiation strategy should lie. And this is, this is not simple. It's not like you said, Rich, it's not a matter of just listing what I want and then going, to, going into mediation and saying, this is what I want. Because you can want what you want, but the court is not necessarily going to agree with you or the, the parameters aren't going to be there. So really taking the time to consider all the options. Uh, I encourage people the least must-haves out of the divorce you have, the more likely you are to come to a mediated settlement. So what, what do you absolutely need to walk out of that relationship with in order to feel that you're getting a fair shake, for lack of a better word? Yeah, so the... Going back to our master plan program, the second half of that is all about uh, the relationship that you want to have with your immediate family, your extended family, your community, your career. You know, what do you want to do with your career? What do you want to do with your finance? Um, what kind of uh, community, that might have said community, do you want to be plugged into the sort of six areas? I'm going to guess that having some clarity on all of that is going to help you with the BATNA and WATNA. I mean, having an idea of where you want to go is going to help you understand what where you want to end up at the end of this. What are you willing to let go of? What do you what do you want to hold on to? Right. And I'm going to can I just throw in a really quick example that kind of encompasses this? I worked with a lady who um, her attorney had told her she needed she needed to have the family home like that was he was insistent that she have the home. This woman had made the decision. She was going back to call uh, to university. She was pursuing her Ph.D. She was working full time. She ran her own business. And so for her to then, you know, we sat down and talked about it. And I said, do you, is, is that what you want? Do you want to have a home that you're going to have to maintain that's an hour's drive from the university that you're going to be attending classes in? And she goes, no, you know, no. I, really, I really just want the money to get a condo close, like within five minute walk of the university. And so even though her attorney was saying, you got to have the house, she was like, I'd rather just have a buyout, give me a lump sum of cash and let me go on and find my own place to live. And so that's the kind of stuff that your attorney is not necessarily going to spend the time um, getting you to understand what, what is in your best interest, regardless of what the attorney says may be in your best interest. 
And, and let me just throw in here, uh, BATNA and WATNA are our negotiation terms and get it, just get it. This is all life is actually one giant negotiation, but this is one very intense life altering, you know, fork in the road negotiation. The more you can learn about negotiation, the more it's going to help you. And we've got some great podcasts on that too. If you go through the list of podcasts and there's just a ton of uh, great information out there, like books, uh, audio books has got some good stuff. Maybe I need to make a list of resources for people for later on. All right. So, but that's not the final step, is it? Uh, absolutely not. And then I think we go back a little bit, at least in my, in my coaching, we go back into the actual um, mental and uh, emotional prep for the mediation. And then thinking about, I think a big thing that comes into there, and you've mentioned this a couple of times in your program, is how do you want the relationship with the children to be? So mm -hmm. not only as the mom or the dad, what do you want your relationship to be? But what are you willing to do to help your kids maintain that relationship with the other parent? Because the research is really clear. When two parents are involved in a child's life, the child is healthier overall happier more children connected. love consistency so the more on the same page the two parents are the more consistency they provide even if they're living in separate households and the happier the child yeah and so how can you support i really focus on how can you not only support being a great parent but how can you encourage the relationship with the other parent as much as possible and getting into that mindset of we're co-parents we're a team even though we're not spouses anymore, I think that is a really big mind shift. And I think if that doesn't happen, um, you're setting yourself up for problems because as your kids get older, exchanges, visitation, sharing time, it becomes more complicated because, you know, I'm sorry, but a 15 year old maybe doesn't want to spend the weekend with either mom or dad. So how are you going to be able to negotiate that? How are you going to work together? Yeah, the, All of the, the children don't really care about the parenting plan in the end. I've got, I've got a lot of clients who are like uh, stressing about their parenting plan and getting every detail right. And I tell them, you know, that's going to change so fast. You don't even like you're going to come out with this great plan. And it's all like reality is going to change. The plan will not fit reality. It will not fit the kids perfectly. You're going to be making it up. And it's not like you're going to go back and create a new plan with a parent coordinator or a, an attorney or a mediator. You're just going to ch make the changes. You know, the law doesn't care as long as you're taking care of the kids. Is there anything, as as else, anything else in this process our audience needs to know? Uh, I think I think that kind of sums it up other than other than it's I really stress to people that divorce is is a transition. It's not it's not this um, horrible thing. I think we need to get rid of the whole idea that there's something wrong with people who go through a divorce. Uh, you know, it's a mismatch of, of partnership. It, it doesn't work. Um, it's it's not a bad thing. And I think that people need to kind of get rid of that and also get rid of some of the people in their lives or at least limit their contact with those people that are unhealthy, unhelpful, yeah. and non-supportive of the process. And this is very well thought out, by the way. I just wanna say the way you've laid this out, it's crystal clear. And in every step of the way, I can see how uh, someone might need assistance with that. How can people find you? The best way to contact me is uh, through my website and it's www.divorcecoach, sorry, I can't even say it, Divorce Coach for Women and the four is the number four. And um, there is, uh, there's some free resources on there. I'd encourage people to download them if there's any help to them at all. And there's also a link to schedule a free session with me. And that is a divorce strategy session, not a sales call. 
it's a divorce strategy session. It's about 45 minutes. And if it's helpful, I would, I would, it would be my uh, privilege to be able to speak with your people on your podcast and be able to provide them some guidance or help um, just even dealing with a small issue they may be experiencing. And uh, do you work exclusively with women? Most of my clients are women. I do have some men that I have worked with. Uh, and again, um, I am happy to work with anybody. Uh, so yeah, I, I would be open to I got it. So this is a program that you've developed for women, but it has application for anyone who feels like it's a fit. Yes. And the only, I'll tell you why I started working with women is because when I was doing executive and leadership coaching, it tended to be the women that would say my divorce is impacting my professional life. And so I just found that there was that, that natural progression. There. Makes perfect sense. Hey, so what is the legacy you want to leave behind? I want everybody that goes through the divorce to understand that they have control over this. They are not um, adrift in a stream where other people are guiding their life. And I want people to walk out of divorce and say, I made the best decisions with the information I had at the time. And I've got the power to maintain a great relationship with my kids and my my co-parent throughout the rest of my life. That's lovely. And let me just add two things. First of all, uh, all of Marty's information will be in the notes for the program. So you didn't have to write that down. She did, that's why she only said it once. Don't, don't freak out. And the second thing is um, anyone will tell you that the more you can keep the divorce process within your own control or influence, um, the more likely you're going to end up with a scenario that you want. And that's what I think that's what Marty's encouraging you to do. You know, if you, if you actually have to appear in front of a judge, you, at that point, you have surrendered your control over your life to the judge. And so that is the worst possible scenario if, if what you want is to retain control over the outcome. That was perfectly put. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming, Marty. I really appreciate you. Uh, and you're such a great guest. Thank you, Rich. I've, I've really enjoyed this. Thanks. And have a wonderful, wonderful day, everyone.